Welcome to the Texas Values Report. This is Jonathan Sines, president of Texas Values. Great to be with you on another glorious week in the state of Texas. I believe it's Constitution Week. You know, there's a state law in Texas that says that you have to teach about the U.S. Constitution in our Texas public schools. That's something to be grateful for and be encouraged by. So ask your kids when they come home from school this week what they learned about the Constitution. I was having a conversation with my daughter, as a matter of fact, about social studies with some good homework time last night. So we'll get into some topics about education and we're going to talk about things. If you're new to this show, we cover the issues of faith, family, and freedom in the arenas of the courts, the legislature, and the media. And I tell you what, we are going to be covering all those topics and issues in a robust way in about a week from today. Our Faith, Family, and Freedom Forum is coming up. We're excited about it. This is the fifth year in a row that we're doing this. This is the largest event in the state of Texas that is nonprofit, Christian-based, and covers the issues of religious freedom, marriage and family, and pro-life in the arenas that we work in at Texas Values. And I'm excited about our guest today because he's going to be one of our guests and speakers at the Faith, Family, and Freedom Forum, and he sort of switches gears. He was like more of a behind-the-scenes guy in some ways. Sometimes he'd make some appearances at our events as well. But now he's going to be center stage. David Walls is our guest today on the Texas Values Report. And that name may be familiar with you. For many years, he served in a variety of roles for Texas Values. He was one of the founders of Texas Values, was director of operations, and then became vice president of Texas Values. But we're excited to welcome back David, because now he's in the state of Kentucky. He is the family policy executive director and the leader for the state of Kentucky for an organization like Texas Values. Uh, David is a proud graduate of UT Dallas, UT Arlington, and SMU. David, welcome back, I guess, to the Texas Values Report. Yeah, Jonathan, man, it's it's good to be with you. Uh, I'm excited about uh, being at the, the Faith, Family, and Freedom Forum this weekend, being back in Texas uh, I, I was just looking at the at the lineup, and uh, man, y'all have got a, a good lineup this year. Looking forward to to a great event, and uh, I encourage folks to to get their tickets and join us. Uh, but as Jonathan said, you know, I um I was uh, had the opportunity this last year. Uh, we we are uh, you know Texas Values, the Family Foundation here in Kentucky, blessed to be a part of a of a network of family policy council groups uh, allied on religious freedom, marriage, family, and life, and uh, the Lord called my family and I to, 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 to the state of Kentucky, the Commonwealth of Kentucky, to lead uh, the Family Foundation, which is the partner group here in Kentucky when our founder had retired. And so we, we followed the Lord in that, and he's, uh, it's been good. We've, we've been blessed to, to be here a little over a year uh, and had a, had a good legislative session um, this last session. Uh, we actually have session again next year, so that's uh, something I'm uh, um, coming to terms with the session each year, but uh, Jonathan, as you know, you know a lot of work on the pro-life issue right now. Yeah, uh, uh, we're um, we have a a pro-life constitutional amendment on our our ballot here in Kentucky, and uh, there is just so much at stake on, on the issue of life. As as I know, in in Texas, uh, like Kentucky, a very pro-life state. We're thankful to the Lord that Roe was overturned, that we've had the ability to protect unborn children and and have uh, abortion effectively be prohibited, uh, but we have an opportunity uh, to ensure in our uh, Kentucky Constitution that we don't end up with a state-level Roe v. Wade-style decision to impose an abortion-on-demand agenda here in Kentucky, and so uh, the fight continues on and uh, excited to be uh, um, helping stand for life here in Kentucky. Well, look, there's no doubt. I mean, you know, the life issue 
has been enormous this year, but there's still work to do. It, there, there's no question it was significant, historic. The Dobbs v. Jackson case that overruled Roe versus Wade is a landmark decision. There's no question. As you know, David, the Roe v. Wade case came from the state of Texas, but since 1973, really essentially stood for that abortion on demand is illegal throughout the country. And there's only, a, you know, very little that states can do about it. It took the power away from the states and really the individuals and citizens through their elected representatives and said, we're going to tell you how to handle this issue and you're going to have to do it our way. And the Supreme Court and Dobbs v. Jackson said, that's not right. We're not involved in this decision anymore. It's now for the states to decide. And some states had already we're already ready and sort of were, you know, had that framework and that foundation of how things were going to go if Roe versus Wade was overturned, but some did not. And so that's a situation you find yourself in Kentucky. I want to step back for just a second. You know, I try to have a little fun. We're in football season, okay, this time of year. One of our speakers on Friday is going to be Coach Kennedy. Speaking of football and religious freedom, he won a case at the U.S. Supreme Court. It was kind of a tough weekend last week. Did your team win? Did SMU win? I didn't look. Honestly, I, I hate to say, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure. <laughs> I should have uh, asked you about that before we went on the air, right? Know, Just to give you a little know, heads up. I know UK had a big win. Yeah, uh, that's right. That's who you follow man, now. Kentucky well, beat. I was, man, I was, I was rooting for the Longhorns. That was, that was <laughs> a heartbreaker. That was a heartbreaker. No, it was, I mean, so my law school lost, U of H, to Mary Elizabeth's Texas Tech Red Raiders, okay? Who else lost that I was sort of, the Cowboys lost. Uh, the Texans tied. And so I didn't watch all of those games. I mean, I, you know, I caught little pieces here and there. I did watch the Longhorn game and uh, and I felt like, you know, we had a good showing. I still don't like to lose. But nonetheless, I mean, we're, we're going to talk a lot about that next week at our event because Coach Kennedy's going to be there um, for seven years. He fought to not, you know, to really push back against the fact that he was fired for praying after a game, you look at a lot of the injuries and things that happen in sporting events, particularly football. Um, there can be a lot of good reasons to reflect after a game and say, thank you that no one got hurt and that we had good spirit. Um, I know my son had a football game on Friday night and um, it was, you know, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. This past Friday night and uh, they didn't do so well, uh, really a tough game, but it was really, uh, and I'm sorry, my son's uh, junior varsity team. They lost at a, at a really um, to a good team, but it wasn't even close. But it was nice to see at the end of the event, they came together and they prayed at the 50-yard line, right? And my kid's in private school, so maybe that's different. But if it's student-led, if they do it on their own, a coach decides to do it on their own, um, you know, what's the deal there? The Constitution allows it. We're going to talk about that topic. We're going to talk about life. You've got a big issue you're dealing with in the state of Kentucky. But, you know, and, and we're reflecting for a minute, right? David was with us for so long. He still has a lot of family and connections to Texas. But we are excited to have you come back because it allows you to showcase this network that we have. And the panel David's going to speak at is actually on Saturday. I think we're putting the full program and, and timing up uh, today. So be looking at that for that on our website. And if you haven't gotten tickets yet, it's next week, September 23rd and 24th. But we're going to we're going to be able to showcase that we have this network of organizations we work with across the country, close to 40 different organizations where we can sometimes help them with what they're doing. They can give us insight on what's going on in their state, sort of what to look out for and what to be rooting for, because there's so much power that lies within the states and, and particularly when we band together, we're going to have, I haven't told you this, uh, Jerry Cox is going to be here on that panel too, David. Um, we were supposed to have 
Julaine Appling from Wisconsin. She's had some uh, some things that have come up, um, so she's not able to make it. So we filled Jerry in. Uh, and so, um, but it's going to be important to talk about what's happening in other states because you've got a big issue coming up. And I do think even though I'm not going to vote in the state of Kentucky or maybe our participants are, they may know people there. They may be able to message um, on social media about why it's important for states uh, to do these issues. Tell us a little bit more. Give us a little bit more detail about that ballot measure that's coming up. Absolutely, Jonathan. Well, and then, as you know, you know, certainly it was is disappointing to see the the result in Kansas. And so we we have the opportunity to to course correct, uh, not just here for Kentucky, but for the pro life movement. I believe we're the only state that has a, a pro life constitutional amendment on the ballot in November. And um, look, we we had a we have a trigger ban, we have a heartbeat bill. Those are in effect. Our abortion clinics have have stopped performing abortions. Praise the Lord. But we have an ongoing court challenge right now that our Kentucky Supreme Court has taken and we've had a lower level judge who has said, you know, essentially there's a secret right to an abortion hidden into the Kentucky Constitution. And we know these arguments are now being made uh, uh, across, the, uh, across the nation after um, uh, Roe was overturned and the issue was returned to the states. And so this is important to ensure uh, once and for all that there's uh, not the ability for an activist level state court decision here in Kentucky. Uh, but we, you know, we just had a, a campaign filing deadline yesterday and uh, some news media. Those are always fun. Well, Planned Parenthood, Planned Parenthood has dumped uh, uh, and, and the ACLU and other pro-abortion groups have dumped over a million dollars in the Kentucky uh, since the, the Kansas vote. So so this battle continues. Uh, and and well, we, yeah, go ahead. No. And, you know, we're talking with David Walls. He is the family policy director, the leader for the state of Kentucky, for the Family Foundation of Kentucky. This is an organization that's like Texas Values, but for the state of Kentucky. If you remember, David Walls was a part of the team of Texas Values for many years from the beginning. And now it's been a little over a year, I think, that he's been in that position. And he's in the middle of some big fights. And so he needs our help. And, and you know, look, I mean, we were told for so long, Planned Parenthood said this is a very small percentage of our work and 3% or whatever. And all of a sudden the Supreme Court says, you know, Roe versus Wade is overturned. And a lot of states say we're outlawing abortion. We're going to protect babies. And all of a sudden Planned Parenthood acts like their world's going to end for such a small percentage of what they claim they do. And so we've known all along that abortion is their business. And so and here they are dumping a lot of money. And aren't they supposed to be a nonprofit organization? Who knows where the money came from? We know they get a lot of funding from the government. Uh, and, and so, but they're going to be big players, right? I mean, because they realize whether or not their organization is going to sort of live or die, it's going to exist or not, depends now on the power that these states have. And so that's big money. I mean, ballot measures usually don't see a lot of that funding. I mean, it's it happens sometimes, but it's it's the exception. And so you know, look, if you want it, people want to support what David's doing, you don't have to be from the state of Kentucky to make a contribution. Am I right? No. And you certainly don't have to be in the state of Kentucky to, to pray for, for this vote and for, for others that will be voting on important issues in November. Uh, Jonathan, I also want to want to say, if it's OK, put another plug in. Uh, I, I saw that uh, Riley Gaines is going to be there. Who yes. Is a, a UK she's a trimmer. Kentucky athlete, right? Yes. Yeah, I believe she's graduated yeah. now. Two people she, from your state. Yeah, we uh, we worked as as I know uh, Texas Values did to help get a Save Women's Sports uh, bill passed, uh, but we had the situation where where UK swimmer uh, Riley Gaines was participating in the in the national championships and had the situation where she 
uh, had to compete against a, a biological male, as many, many know the story, and she's been a, a great advocate out sharing that story. But she actually came to the Kentucky Capitol the day that we were overriding. Uh, we, we have a, a Democrat governor here in Kentucky that had vetoed our state women's sports bill, but were, was able to uh, overwhelmingly override that. And that's where I first met Riley. She came to the Capitol and did a press conference the day that bill was uh, overridden. Uh, by our governor. So we're, we're excited, excited for everyone in, in Texas to, to get to hear her story at the Faith, Family, and Freedom. Uh, well, look, her story is quite extraordinary. And we know there are more, right? I mean, the courage it takes to come forward, to put yourself out there in a very contentious environment these days where you have people that are motivated by this issue to sort of silence or cancel people. And real quick, I'm going to share this uh, on my personal Facebook page so we can just increase the uh, visibility of it uh, as we finish up or move into the second half of our conversation. So if you're on Facebook, get this into some chats, into some groups, and let's continue this conversation with David Walls talking about Save Women's Sports, the pro-life issue. As many people know, the, the swimmer, Will, Leah Thomas, whatever he, you know, whatever he's calling himself now, this is a male swimmer who now is competing in women's sports. He's from Texas. David, he went to Westlake High School. Okay, we didn't know this at first. We did a little you know, investigation, he was a swimmer on the male swim team for Westlake, which is a very well-known high school in the state of Texas. They win a lot of championships. Drew Brees went to high school there. Nick Foles went to high school there. These are NFL Super Bowl winning quarterbacks. And so proud sports tradition. That's where Leah Thomas, he was calling himself Will Thomas, came from and then went to compete at the University of Pennsylvania. Um, Riley, who is a female competitive swimmer at the collegiate level in Kentucky, David, she told me she tied him in a race and get this. And I'm going to let her tell the rest of the story in person. They gave the trophy to Leah Thomas that day. They said, well, we only have one trophy. They gave it to him. I mean, you know, the outrage. She was at CPAC. We saw her across the the little row there um, when CPAC was in Dallas. And we connected and I think I'd heard about her, but yeah, she's going to come speak and she's got an incredible testimony and, and, and you got to hear her words in person. And it makes a difference. Does it sound like it did for your legislature? It, it certainly did, you know, and, and we had the dynamic too, where we were fighting to get as strong as bill as possible to ensure that uh, collegiate athletes were yeah. protected. And uh, thankfully we were able to, to get that done, but that was kind of uh, exhibit a for us about why, we need consistent protections across all grade levels. It's, it's, it's simply unacceptable to have biological males competing, winning, winning taking championships away and, and spots on teams away from, from female athletes. And, and this issue is continue to play out at the, at the federal level with the Biden administration pushing uh, you know, a redefinition and really a, a seeking to erase uh, Title IX. Such an important issue that I know y'all be continuing to address in Texas and in other states. Um, uh, that need to uh, to save women's sports. No, you're right. We're talking with David Walls. He is the leader of the Family Foundation of Kentucky. This is the Family Policy Council organization for the state of Kentucky. Excuse me, for the state of Kentucky. So this is the organization like Texas Values for the state of Kentucky. There's about 40 groups like them across the country that are family policy councils. We have a network where we connect with each other. We pray for each other. We encourage and we try to support each other as well uh, because we, a lot of times the situations and circumstances are not the same, but a lot of the issues that we work on are the same and the playing field can be often the same. I'll tell you, so we're talking about Riley Gaines, who's a female competitive swimmer from the University of Kentucky. She's going to be at the Texas Values event. 
the courage it takes for someone like her to come forward, because most of the, you know, the women that are competing, they just feel this pressure. They know it's public or whatever it is that if they say something, there's going to be some type of retribution. And so I'm looking forward to her speak and it allows people to see this is really happening. Right. And so we've been trying to get this message across to our legislators. So I'm looking, you know, there's gonna be some elected officials at our event, looking forward to hearing them talk about or or them connect with her and see her talk about it and experience what she's gone through. Right. Um, And she talks about how long she trained to get to this point. You can imagine to be a competitive swimmer. This is something, this is usually something lifelong. It's not something, you know, a hobby that they picked up. Uh, a couple of years ago. She's going to be there, but you're going to be there too, David. You're going to talk about that life issue you're dealing with, this ballot measure. And, and I'm looking forward to you having, share some of like, hey, this is what helped us get college protection at the state level, right? As you know, Texas, we only got high school sports done, right? And we've been pushing back against that saying, we have got to come back and get this issue done at the collegiate level in the state of Texas. We've had some swimmers, former UT Longhorn swimmers that have come forward and said, this is not right, uh, but we're going to need more uh, to get it done. And so I'm looking forward to you sharing that. Now, are you bringing any of the family or is it just you? Uh, actually, I, I will be bringing uh, one of the kiddos for a little uh, daddy-daughter uh, jaunt back to the great state. There you go. So look, little, forward to it. little trot down memory lane, right? Yeah. Uh, so well, we're looking forward to having you. I mean, look, you've been a part of this event for many years. So, I mean, there's a lot that goes into it. Ted Cruz is going to be speaking at a private dinner. We've got the Attorney General, Ken Paxson, Kristen Hawkins, Students for Life. As I mentioned, Joe Kennedy. We've got our good friend, Joseph Backholm from Family Research Council. The lineup is absolutely incredible. And, and I don't say that to brag about it, if you will. I want people to understand the value that you're getting in, in the effort we put to put in an, uh, an event like this together. So people can learn more, right? David knows the saying, educate, motivate, and activate, right? That's what we're trying to do with this event. We're trying to bring people, and David is in the middle of, like a lot of our speakers, it's current work that's going on right now. You're going to find out what's happening right now in a lot of different subject areas, the people that are making the difference, information you can draw from them to make a difference as well. And so I know there's some football games going on that weekend. So we'll ask people to, you know, maybe not pay attention to it as well, but we're going to have a football at our event. Okay. We've got our 10 year anniversary football here. David knows that I like to pedal products. (laughs) And so this is part of our logo. You may or may not be able to get one of our special footballs and you might be able to get one signed by coach Kennedy. He's speaking on Friday of all days. Of course, a high school football coach would speak on a Friday. We're excited about that. David, we're excited about seeing you come back to the state of Texas, share some of your experience, some of your success, but also some encouragement of how we can get our work done. David's going to be on a panel early on Saturday. And so you want to make sure not to miss that. So, David, tell us the date again on in the website for the life uh, ballot measure. Absolutely. So it's the, the November 8th, the, the general election, and uh, folks can learn more uh, at yesforlifeky.com. That's the, the Yes for Life uh, Constitutional Amendment website, and also at kentuckyfamily.org. Uh, that's our uh, Family Foundation website. We've got some great resources on there to, to, uh, to prep folks for the importance of this amendment. And I'll, Jonathan, I also just have to give a shout out and say I look forward to being back at Great Hills Baptist Church, which was yeah, Danny Forshee, Pastor Forshee, and they just got a just a, a great church, a great facility, great place to host this event. Uh, l- looking forward to it and encourage folks, if you haven't got your tickets, get your tickets and, and come. It's worth 
it's worth the day and a half. You, you will, you will uh, be equipped, you'll be informed, and you'll leave encouraged to, to make an impact for faith, family, and freedom in Texas and in Kentucky. All right, we're going to clip that and use it as commercial later. <laughs> Good job, David. Okay, so uh, September 23rd and 24th next week is the event. David will be speaking at our event in person on Saturday, September 24th. So David Walls from the Family Foundation has been our guest today on the Texas Values Report. Thanks, David. Appreciate it, Jonathan. All right, so David will be here next week. I don't know, maybe I'll get him to come to the office and look around, make sure we're still doing things the right way and have some fun with that. He hasn't seen our new office, though. We got a nice little perch here by the Capitol, uh, but that just allows us to do some of the work that we do in a more close-up way. But we're also got some other ways that we are growing. I can't tell you everything yet. Some of these things may be announced at the event. That's why you got to be there in person. But hey, if you can't make it to our event, um, we are, I don't know if I can say this yet. I will just tell you, circle November 11th on your calendar in the state of Texas, but definitely in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, because I think we're going to have something special for you uh, that evening. Friday, November 11th, circle your calendar, Dallas-Fort Worth area, something special could be coming your way that you're going to be a part of, want to be a part of. And if you can't make it to some of our events, though, you can support us at txvalues.org. You can make a tax-deductible donation today to, to help with our work for faith, family, and freedom in the state of Texas. And look, our work goes on. I mean, these events are not free. Okay, we try to make it affordable for people. And um, so you get, you know, something of value and you feel like your time um, was valued as well. And so we try to make it affordable because we, we don't want it to be about a fundraising event. We want to make it, we want to have just enough finances to cover the event and sort of break even, if you will, so people can be there. But we want the room to be filled. Okay. Great Hills Baptist Church, as David mentioned, where the event's being held in Central Texas, has a large worship arena, if you will. I mean, you can almost call it an arena. Um, their worship center holds plenty of room. So, you know, if you also are still trying to, um, you know, social distance or whatever, there's plenty of room to, uh, to to move around, but we want that room to be as full as possible. Plenty of seats in there. And we do still have some tickets available. I will tell you, the private dinner for Senator Cruz is not in a big space, okay? It is in the church, but it is in more of a designated special event space. And that event is almost sold out. If you want to sit in the room or even up close, and I imagine you might have an opportunity to shake a hand with Senator Cruz and get a picture. I can't guarantee that unless you go to the VIP reception for the event. Go to txvalues.org. You can see all the details there. Um, Senator Cruz is very active these days. So for him to be at an event, particularly in Central Texas, is a real treasure. And so, but that event's going to sell out. It sells out every year. The policy forum sells out every year. The dinner always sells out before because there's a limited amount of tickets. There are only 200 seats, okay? I was sent a number earlier today. We're getting pretty close and there's a little more than a week uh, left. And so that dinner is going to sell out. If you want to be there, and I will tell you, the dinner with Senator Cruz is not at a level that if we had some of our larger events and we had sort of your traditional gala, the dinner price would probably be at least twice that much. We've even made this private dinner a little bit more affordable because again, while we might ask you to, to write a check or donate at that event, it is not a typical donation event. It's really more of a suggestion that we're gonna make. Um, we're, not, we're also trying to just keep and manage our costs with this event, but we wanna have a private dinner with some of our friends and supporters to make it special and also have some good um, time with a leader on faith, family, and freedom, Senator Ted Cruz. My point to you is the private dinner is even a lot more affordable than what you'd see typically in some of our galas when 
you know, a big part of the goal is to raise money. You've always got to have a higher ticket price. So there's a little bit of margin there for donations for us to do our work. But we've even made this one more affordable. So, but that private dinner with Senator Cruz, that's a part of the Faith, Family, and Freedom Forum, it will absolutely sell out and maybe by the end of this week. So go to txvalues.org. Uh, as a matter of fact, I posted this on social media. Okay, send us an email and we'll consider this. We're, I think we're going to open up one or two seats. If you pledge to volunteer for the two days of the event, I'll give you a ticket to Senator Cruz dinner. Okay, because uh, we need a lot of volunteers. Okay, but it's a way to say thank you as well. Uh, but that's that's per our review. We've got to know who you are and we've got to verify you and all that good stuff. But send an email to info at txvalues.org. If you can commit to the full time of the two day event, one to five on Friday, nine to four on Saturday, I'll give you a free ticket to the dinner. I may even throw in two if I get two or three very motivated volunteers, uh, but you'll get a free ticket slot. Sit, have dinner with Senator Cruz. Speaking of volunteers, we do need volunteers. If you can volunteer one hour, two hours, we'll give you a free ticket to the event, not to Senator Cruz dinner. That's got to be a two-day commitment. But if you uh, at least commit to two hours, we'll give you free access to the event for two days. That includes a box lunch because we need a lot of volunteers. This event has gotten huge, all right? TXValues.org forward slash policy form or just TXValues.org right there on our homepage. You'll see a link for this event. We're going to have a great time next week. But we have not stopped the work we're doing just to have this event, even though it's taken a lot of time. Uh, as we move forward and get into the election season, make sure you're registered to vote. Make sure you're getting educated about what's on the ballot, who's on the ballot, what your rights are. Talk about it in your community groups, in your church groups. Make sure people are aware. And, and look, you talk about some of the speakers that we're involved in. Some of them are very active on social media, are involved in some stories. Brandon Showalter, there's a great article out this week about some of the work that he's been doing to push back and, and really shed the light on what it's like for these children that go through or are forced to go through gender transitions. They're going to break your heart. OK, it's, it's sad to see some of this. David mentioned this. We're pushing back against this effort to change the rules on Title IX that the Biden administration is trying to push. So a lot of different ways that you can get active, go to our website, go to our social media channels and see some of the work that we're doing. Just some of the many reasons why you should consider supporting us financially. Our budget's about $2 million collectively every year. Texas Values is a 501c3 organization and you can donate to us at Texas Values, excuse me, txvalues.org. And that's how together we'll continue to protect faith, family, and freedom in the state of Texas. And we'll talk to you next week on the Texas Values Report.